Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast. This is Dan here. I'm a social care worker with Focus Ireland in Ireland, providing support to families and individuals who are experiencing homelessness. I am also a counsellor and psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School. My whole idea for setting up this podcast is that I will interview different individuals from across the world who have inspired me to increase my wellness and my biggest hope for it is that you will listen and take something away that will help you increase your wellness. So today's guest is the amazing Jason Kaufman. He is from Jason 2.0 on Facebook and he has been one of the most inspirational people to me in relation to fat loss and you know the ups and downs of any wellness and fitness journey. I'm so glad that Jason decided to come on today. Um, if you are listening to this and you are a follower of his page, um, hello. If you are listening to this and you follow both of our pages, both Jason 2.0 and the Dan Kyo Wellness Project, a big hello to you too. So sit back, relax guys and uh, listen to the next hour of conversation that me and Jason have and I really hope that you take something from it. Hey Jay, how's it going? Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, my man. Well, actually, here in Ireland, it's uh, 12, 12 p.m. And um, I still feel like I'm still waking up. <laughs> That's what you get for calling me this early in the morning. I know, I know. If you are going to call me, don't call me early in the morning. That's a saying, right? <laughs> How are you? Good, sir. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Very excited. Nice yeah. to finally uh, see you. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both very busy at the moment. We've been planning on doing this for quite a few weeks now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we both had some stuff pop up and uh, yeah, it got in the way, but that's, that's life. That is life. That is life. So thanks a million for coming on to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. Um, I'm so happy uh, to have you having your own episode of this one because uh, we kind of go back a long way, don't we? Yeah, can we go back at least? Uh, oh, good great. My memory's horrible, so I'll probably be way wrong. Um, Heather, had, I think we've been friends on Facebook and the you know you know my fitness page probably two or three years, but we had our first conversation actually last year on Father's Day um, when I was going through massive depression and anxiety. I, uh, Heather Johnson told me to reach out to you because you had gone through some similar stuff. And uh, you were probably somebody that, who was really relatable to help me through, and I reached out to you. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, I remember. It's, and from that point forward, that's when I would say we kind of got closer. Yeah. Um, on a more personal level, not just liking Facebook posts and yeah. you know just pull motivation scraps as I call it. So yeah, I think it's been about a solid year since we've actually been talking mm. off and on when we going through our stuff. Yeah, and I, I really remember when you reached out, you were really going through a tough time, so um, I appreciate that Heather Heather Johnson, shout out to Heather, put us in touch with each other, and um, I think when we spoke at that time, we had a long conversation, didn't we? It was like over a week or so, where we were. I was just asking questions, you were giving answers, I'd ask another question, you'd consider it, and then give another answer, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was back and forth, I think I, I wasn't very aware of the... Uh time difference and everything then so conversations and questions i i had no conception of anything going on at that point in time yeah um but yeah that was a that was a that was a messy part of my life a well needed a well needed messy part of my life but um you know yeah, well, we're going to get on to all of that as, as we move along through this conversation but um i want to let the listeners know that jason has been 
the most relatable person on Facebook and the most relatable friend in terms of the journey that I've been undertaking for God. It's the best part of three years now. And as everybody who has listened to the podcast and who was on the Dan Kyo Wellness Project uh, Facebook page knows, um, you know, my, my process is has been up and down. But this year has been my year, essentially, where I really got engaged before Christmas and I decided, okay, this is it. It's now or never. And today will be day 156, I think, or 158 in a row of um, training so but the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because I need to tell you when I'm talking to you without just putting on your Facebook page that you have been my absolute inspiration because you were most relatable to me you know our before pictures are quite similar yeah (laughs) exactly except for the hair I I trim a little more nowadays (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and and my after picture I'm still uh, about, I'd say, about another 12 months away from getting to the point where you are at now and maintaining and trying to really get into the, the you know, the stubborn fat loss. I've still got quite a lot of ways to go. But my biggest, um, I suppose, my biggest success this year has been my mindset change. So I want to get your ideas on, you know, you were there, I think it was seven years ago, wasn't it, when when you took your, your before picture? Uh, it, uh, this... I'll be I'll be forty this year. Wow. Um, I think this is going to be June. Will should be the big start of year six. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm 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 putting a couple of years on you there. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, I'm gray and old, so it's okay. I'll just take it. <laughs> Dude, you look about twenty five. <laughs> uh, I, I feel about thirty. So besides oh, my knees, those feel about fifty. That's good. So, will you give the listeners a kind of uh, maybe a bit of background on yourself and how did you begin your own health and wellness journey back uh, six years ago? Are we are we doing the, are we doing the long version or the short version? It's whatever version you want, buddy. Okay. Um, I had gotten. I was married in a uh, in about a almost a ten year marriage and. Uh, I had gained a tremendous amount of weight. I think I had crept up to, I think I stopped weighing myself at 288. Um, and I had pretty much given up at that point. Okay. And um, I'd gotten really, really sick. I got a double pneumonia. And I went to the doctors and um, they did all the blood work and, you know, my blood pressure. And I came back as a pre-diabetic and uh, my blood pressure was consistently like 170 over 130. And I was 35 years old. And the doctor looked at me and he goes, you want to live to be 40? Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time, my daughter was five years old. She had special needs. And I couldn't not. It's probably that was the that was the. Um, wow. Bring back a lot of memories. It That was the deciding moment that I had to do something. Um, what transpired after that, I had no clue what was going to go on. But um, so basically, I came home. I uh, didn't know anything about food. I didn't know anything about fitness. And all I did was cut my food back a little bit. I cut out soda. Um, I think I cut my portions back by like 50%. And I started cutting my grass and going for walks and just doing whatever. And I had lost like 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. This is cool. And then my uh, ex-wife at the time decided to be such an awesome person and kicked me out of the house. And um, yeah, so, and then 30 days after that, my father passed away. Oh, my God. And so I ended up being uh, essentially homeless. I lost my and I lost my job in the process of all that at that time. So I oh for God's sake! Yeah, my father died. I was unemployed and uh, I had nowhere to go. And I had my daughter half the time living in someone's you know garage on a mattress with just the two of us for you know a few months. And um, stress, honestly, this is this 
we'll talk about this a little more, but I lost another like 30 pounds just off the stress, yeah. you know, divorce, the death. I mean, I went into a complete spiral, which I thought was going to be one of my worst ones. It wasn't. <laughs> what I went through last year was worse, but, um, and I realized this sounds so vain, but I realized that I looked so much better because I had nothing to hold, because I had nothing to hold on to, but my looks and my fitness at the time had lost everything. And my daughter, I didn't value certain things back then like I do now. Mm. Um, so I continued on, you know, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll, you know, I'll start running and I'll start doing pushups and it just gradually evolved that way. And then, uh, you know, I've been up and down like you, you know, yeah. I dropped down to that, that, that 220, 230 mark and I stayed there. See, everybody always asks me how long my journey took. Cause it seems like, you know, it's been five, six years mm. and they want to know, well, why did it take you five years to lose, you know, roughly a hundred pounds, 90 pounds. Well, I've lost that up and down so many times. You know, yeah. the first sixty, the first sixty is the big loss. That took you know six months to a year, and then after that, it's been fine tuning, being happy, falling off the wagon, gaining twenty, gaining eighteen, losing twenty. You know, it's been that little bit. It's a mini roller coaster. I had, you know, I never gained it all back. Yeah, um, I'm not there now, but uh, but that's what took me so long on my journey. But my motivation, I think this is something I want, kind of wanted to talk about, and I'm sure you'll ask, is the. Um, my motivation changes constantly, and I think that's really, 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 really important um, when you're on a journey for guys like us who are losing massive amount of weights and changing lifestyles, is to constantly reevaluate why you're doing it. Mm. I mean, I've you know I've I've done it from everything from purely aesthetics to you know for vanity, from health. I've done it for my daughter. I've done it for um, you know it's there's never been one particular moment where I can say, you know, it's been this way from the beginning. I did it just to get healthy. I'm happy. This is what it is. If, if you yeah. do it for that, then you'll, 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 you'll rebound eventually because you'll lose motivation. So you always got to find something to re-clutch onto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spoke to, you know, Stephen Obar, I spoke to him in episode one about, you know, having a true motivation and not something that's not going to sustain you you know so something that goes deep within that will keep you pushing through when things get tough but i really like what you just said there about reassessing the motivation because i would argue that all of those things that you described about your motivation just kind of came together so they all become your motivators and it's like if in my mind I'm, I'm imagining sorry i'm imagining your foundation of motivation where you're constantly adding things in so it, it's it's not just one thing it can be lots of things absolutely and it's kind of where the i'm kind of at the uh the pinnacle i guess if you want to call it not physically but emotionally and all these things have wrapped me up into what i was missing the whole time and that balance so now it's not just one thing in and for the motivation factor, it's a multitude of things, but it's the same way in life. And that's all really balance is key. And I cannot stress that enough because every single time I go off balance, I fall to pieces. Yeah. And emotionally, physically, it's all tied together. So you're right. The multitude of things to balance your motivation mm. um, and some and they and they change. And mm. some you know, sometimes I gravitate towards the physical. Sometimes I gravitate, you know, it's the health or the emotional. Mm. But it's always there's always a mild shift. But you, you need a multitude of options to be able to carry you through, you know, day to day to make it sustainable. Yeah, I, I really love, you know, that you just said that word balance, because it's something that I've been harping on about. And it's something I spoke to my a good friend of mine yesterday. I hadn't I was at my nephew's uh, baptism yesterday and we had a great day and I bumped into a buddy who I hadn't seen in God probably three years and he's also been going through some you know weight loss weight gain mental health problems all that kind of stuff but he said this really cool thing and he said life can't really 
be all the time in the up. It also can't really be all the time in the down. Life is in the grey. Yeah. The grey. And I love that. You know what? As much as I love it, I hate it because it's so scary. Yeah. Know. You know, the, the unknown, the, that grey area is such a such a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather ride the high yeah. and feel that or just be in, the, I hate to say I hate to be in the low, but I've been there so many times, it's almost a comfortable place. And so you have know, I, so Jay, but you know what? When he said that to me, something clicked because I realized that I'm able to do this uh, lifelong dream of having a podcast or, well, certainly the last couple of years dream of having a podcast now. I'm able to train every day this year. I'm able to... I don't know, just have a better sense of myself and a greater love for myself because I think I've found the sweet spot of being in between the high and in between the low. So my window of tolerance has narrowed, sure. but I'm yeah. happiest within the window of tolerance. Sorry, Absolutely. sorry, the listeners can't see. Our, our, we're, we're doing a lot of hand gestures here to describe we're, we're, what we're doing. We're voguing, I mean. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I've, what I've learned to do is be okay with being halfway. And that and that is you know what I think you're a little further ahead than me, and that's when you know I've always I've been posting up on your stuff and telling you I've been so jealous of where you're at because I think the feeling that I'm feeling this morning and I felt probably for the past two months is what I've been searching for, and that's that balance. That's that's that gray area where I still have moments of five or ten minute freakouts of anxiety, mm. but I realize and I embrace them for what they are, and I don't let them ruin the day, and I, and I plow through. Mm. So it's not just like I'm going to be really good this week or I'm going to be really good. This month, this yeah. is going to be a really great year. The next year is going to be really. Those highs and lows are, for me, they're they're literally throughout the day. And if you yeah. and if you learn to embrace that gray area throughout the day, there's you, know, you get that balance. Right. So you've just described exactly what I've managed to achieve. It's right. it's embracing those little the little flow throughout the day where something happens, you respond, you get stressed, your heart rate goes up. I would personally, through my course as a psychotherapist, have learned very. Uh, I've learned very uh, effective stress management techniques with deep breathing. So I, I notice when this is happening, I sit, I sit aside for five minutes. I have this little gadget that I put my thumb on that tells me whether I'm in the sympathetic or parasympathetic uh, nervous system. Oh, really? So it's red if it's in the sympathetic and it, it, you have to go with the uh, flow of the uh, LED screen, breathe deep and it goes green when you're good. So. <laughs> Yeah. You'll, have, you'll have to send me the link to that because I haven't tried that yet. Normally, it's just me just sitting down and, you know, same thing with breathing techniques until I stop my little freakouts. Yeah, I know, but you know I love my gadgets, you know, <laughs> on the bloke, oh, like yeah. anybody. So if something can tell me that I'm doing it right, I'm happier. <laughs> you know? Oh. So. So, yeah, balance is uh, our number one wellness tip so far in this conversation. What do you reckon? Yeah, I figured that was pretty much going to be... I had a funny sneaking suspicion that was going to be the key point of this entire conversation was going to be working towards balance. Yeah. Uh, we, we can obviously discuss some other lighter, funner stuff if you want, but yeah, balance, man. I just, I can't, I was just thinking while you were talking, if I think if people, I wish there was a guideline for dummies for you know people who start off on fitness, you know, big fitness journeys. I'm not talking about losing five or 10 pounds for a bikini body. You know, I'm not talking about somebody who just needs to drop 20 or 25, you know, cause they're, uh, I don't know, they're competing or something else. But somebody who's actually making a, I, I think when people go to lose 100 pounds, they you know, they always say, I want to look better. Mm. And they have no idea what emotionally is involved in doing this from uh, from the stress, from the skin, from the life changes, from your partner's input or output or losing them. 
there's so much that changes in a hundred pounds more so than a number. And I, and I can't, I don't think I could accurately describe what you have to go through to achieve that. And if I could, I'd probably be a millionaire. Well, why don't, because... we, why don't we team up and uh, have a bit, a few conversations over the next few months and try and come up with that guideline for dummies. It would be really nice. I think it would save people a lot of mistakes, mm. you know, especially on the emotional side you're not getting sidetracked or putting everything into aesthetics. That's probably the rule. That's probably the, the cardinal sin mm. of a fitness transformation is people fo- hyper-focus on the body. Yeah, and and they lose they lose that balance of the focus on the more important things. And because I tell you, I've been down to five percent body fat, and I was fucking empty inside. There was right. nothing. There's nothing. I mean, I hate to sorry about the language, but I mean, I was just dead. That's what led to my mental breakdown. I mean, I, I yeah. achieved the pinnacle of this hyper huge <laughs> dream of mine. You know, this this lean physique that I you know, wanted to get for so you know, for decades, and I got there, and I was a shell. Yeah. And, I don't know. That is the that was probably one of the most unsatisfactory feelings that I've ever ever felt in my life, and I was miserable. Yeah, and I and I grumbled. And so you've you've commented on a lot of my journey in relation to the fact that I have put a lot of focus on that side. Whilst maybe I could have been a bit tighter on my macros, or I could have, you know, well certainly this year I couldn't have done any better with the exercise. But I do put a lot of um, focus, and have always done in my project on that side of things. So I'm trying to really do them as a parallel thing. You know what I mean? Like focus on the mental side of it, focus on gratitude, focus on, you know, um, keeping my own focus in each day and noticing how I'm feeling as well as the, the weight loss, you know? Well, yeah. And, that, and that's right where I'm at too. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not at my leanest and I haven't been, uh, compared to you, which I, I hate comparing anything, but if I was to look at where you're at physically on your journey, as far as the motivation goes, you're, you're a 10 and I might be about a five right now. <laughs> I haven't, no, I honestly, right now I'm only hitting, you know, 20, 30 minute workouts, you know, four to five times a week. I'm, I'm 80, 85% of my food and it's okay. I'm learning to accept that. You know, I'm running about 206 pounds. I'm my body fats up a little bit. I'm not spiraling out of control, but I'm just living a normal balanced life. And I'm hoping I can, for me, I'm hoping I can do this long enough where everything is in that nice gray area right. where I might be able to shift my focus a little bit and get a little more motivation so I can lean back out or maybe – I really want to do a photo shoot here eventually hmm. in my 40th or in my 40 or during my 40th year. Yeah, um, That's been one of my goals besides the competition, which I'll never do ever train for again ever. I remember I remember following you during that time and that, it, that was the time when you did reach the pinnacle of your physical and you felt so empty. Yeah, you just yeah, I, I can't believe that. No, yeah, I, I it was weird because prior to me making the decision to comp train, I was really, it was probably one of the few moments in my life where I could say I was really happy and really balanced. Mm. And I and that's why I decided to do it because I figured I was in a really, really, really good spot. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was single, you know, I'm self-employed and I found myself during the course of training, I isolated myself from the world. I lost friends. I lost a social life. Um, everything was about my food. It, I mean, food and training overtook the importance of my child you know, yeah. at times. And I, and I hate to admit that. Everybody knows how I am with my daughter. She's my world. Mm-hmm. But there were moments where training out did the park yeah. or it did or the pool, you know, things that didn't get done because I had to worry about my body. And this that's where I started going, yeah. you know, spiraling down. Um, 
Right, and I think the important word that you just said there is worry. You know, there's the mindset. In that frame of mind, you were worrying all the time about your macros, worrying about your your body, your exercise. And But now it seems, like, I, I got to say, you seem very happy right now. I am. I, 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 I can tell this that. Is probably, this is probably the healthiest I've been in general my entire life. Yeah. I mean, not physically, not emotionally, but as a package, I'm probably bringing my best game at the moment. That's fantastic. And I'm so glad that we're talking right now on your episode of the Downkill Wellness Project podcast and you're saying that. That's wonderful. I want to go back to something you said earlier. Do you remember we were talking about the, uh, the weight loss for dummies for people who have a lot of weight to lose? And you said you wanted to help prevent people from making the same mistakes that we made for example what do you think about this idea that the mistakes are absolutely crucial for the uh, goal of getting the balance and if you try and take those mistakes from people then are we not removing their ability to go through the bad things to get to the gray area i you know i knew you're gonna ask me this because i've actually thought about this and it kind of, i won't say in great detail but you know, it, it actually makes my heart break to think about what people have to go through to achieve it. And my, I mean, my heart literally hurts. I mean, I get anxiety thinking about the necessary steps to achieve that and what they're going to go through. And while it might not be able to be preventable and it might be a necessary evil to get a taste of it, I, I just wonder if you could prepare somebody mentally for what's going to happen if it would ease the blow. So I don't necessarily, I don't think we have to remove the steps from it. But if we bring awareness to them through the journey, yeah, it'll help them through it. So it's more like, you know, we're going to have to walk through hell and fire and glass and shards. But if I didn't tell you about this, you're going to be really pissed off when you see the fire and brimstone, you know. Yeah. And, that's kind of what, and that's kind of what I mean. If you prepare somebody for it, 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 it might be a little easier to accept. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why your page, your page, by the way, to, for the listeners who do not know you, is called Jason 2.0 on Facebook. And it's... Uh, Oh my God, I remember when I found that page, I was just like, this dude is so honest. Oh my God, I need to, I need more. It was like when I found Aaron Brown's page, you know, I was like, this woman is so honest. I just, she's like speaking what my heart wants to speak. So for the listeners who haven't uh, checked out Jason's page, check it out. It's Jason 2.0. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to read out one of your, uh, your recent statuses. So let's just prepare yourself for this one. Okay. This is something I, I was when I was preparing for this interview. It just struck struck me, and I wanted to talk to you about it. So today's tip for continued happiness: stop giving a fuck about things outside of your own control. Be grateful for what you do have. Be thankful for where you're at because you're still here. And most importantly, and probably the most difficult for most, live in the moment. Pretty simple. Absolutely. Pretty simple, huh? It works. So I, I really love that um, that status because you kind of touched on a lot of things. Like we're talking about wellness here as part of this podcast. And yeah. like there's in those, I think there's about 43 words there. You hit so many points that people need to be hitting for their own wellness. Yeah, it's sometimes, you know, just, just uh, a few words of the basics. I can cover a lot of ground there. And, uh, you know, everything that I write that I put in, everything is is right from the get. There's no filter. Like I don't sit down and, and sketch and write things and then put it out there and let, and worry about what I think. Everything comes right off the tip of the head. So whether it's good, whether it's bad, grammar doesn't. I, I put yeah. no thought into it. It is what it is, and these are things that I think of. And that is, I think the day that I posted that was probably the, the start when I realized I was in a really good place. I'd woken up and I was like, 
fuck yeah <laughs> yeah this is this yeah. is what it's about you know yeah i'm like, um, just looking here i reacted to it with a love heart <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had like, a little love button on my Skype. I'd send you kisses and shit. <laughs> but I kind of knew because you know we talk quite a lot in another Facebook group, and you know we kind of we kind of kind of know what's going on in each other's lives generally. But I knew when I read that status, I was like, oh yeah, Jay's on the up here. Jay, Jay yeah. Jay's had a moment whether he was on the loo or whether he was on a run or whether he was, you know, hanging out with his daughter, he's had an epiphany moment and he's gone straight on because he needed to share this with people who were also on a wellness journey. Absolutely. And I don't want anybody who's listening around thinking that, that once you achieve, when you start getting closer to that balance mark, that everything is perfect. Cause it's really not, I mean, I still struggle with body image issues and weight and food binges and, but it's, it's managing, it's managing the mess as a whole. You know, and keep and keeping it and keep and keeping it all together. And that's where most people falter. Yeah. You know, and relapse um, because I think they everybody expects probably one of the things we're going to talk about eventually here about um, maybe this little writing we can put together is realizing that once you've reached quote unquote your end journey, it's never over. It's just more of the same over and over. And if anything, it's harder at this point than it is a hundred pounds ago. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, physically, I mean, physically, I'm better, but mm. I think it takes. I still think it takes a lot more emotional work to maintain. It's easy to be lazy, both emotionally and physically. Yeah, and that's why you know what the most freeing, the, the most freeing moment I had in relation to my weight loss and in relation to my ongoing, you know, journey to good or mental well health is has been when I decided that there was no end point. And that might yeah, sound, that's, that, that's a hell of an awakening, let me tell you. Yeah, that might sound simplistic to the people who are listening, but you guys, I'm telling you, when I was constantly thinking about, you know, getting to that point that you reached, Jay, where you had 5% body fat, and all I could think about was when I, I was thinking all the time about me reaching that point and saying things like, oh, I'll be happy then, I'll be grateful then, you know? Oh, you know, I'll, I'll be, um, the girls will be breaking down the door. By the way, this was when before I met my lady, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you know, when I when I stopped thinking along those lines and kind of said, "Oh my God, there is no end point. This has to be a daily effort." Yeah, yeah. And, and what if you hyper? I mean, and if you, I, I hate. I kind of like using the word hyper focus, but if you hyper focus on that aesthetics, we we you know we're all aging humans, <laughs> and that is only you know, the physical is only maintainable for so long. I mean, you might be able to do it through your 40s and 50s, and maybe into your 60s, but you're not going to look like an 18-year-old your entire life. Mm -hmm. So if your goal is to be a shredded, six-pack-wearing, you know, lean beefstick monster, <laughs> you're very disappointed when you hit 50 and you got a little extra skin underneath your chest or a little bit on your back or a few extra little wrinkles. But back to that balance thing. So accepting for what it for what it is, and that is where that little... Um, yeah post came from it's like you know what i'm almost 40 i'm in the best shape of my life no i don't look like an 18 year old and that is okay you know i, I had to learn to love myself and, and in my current state so if i'm rocking an extra 12 pounds of body fat at the moment i'm rocking an extra 12 pounds of body fat i'm freaking healthy you know i got the blood work of an 18 year old and that's good enough i wish i wish the listeners could see the smile on jason's face right now by the way you guys he's killing me he's killing me with those pearly whites he's so happy 
these, these teeth are a game changer, sir. <laughs> they, you know, they, when, I, when, I, when I was heavy, my smile carried me mm. probably through a lot of things. It's how, when I learned how to smile, you yeah. know, because I had to, I didn't have much of a choice. I had nothing else. So, yeah. Um, you know, this small, me, me and the small go way back. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be experiencing here today, man. I mean, I'm going to put forward a pretty uh, controversial view net right now, okay? And I'm going to posit that people who want to <clears throat> lose weight should take aesthetics out of their goals completely. Wow. Um, what do you reckon? I, you know, that's never really... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they shouldn't enjoy it when it happens. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be their motivation. It shouldn't be their end point. There shouldn't be an end point. What I'm saying, like, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying the fact that I was able to wear that really slick suit yesterday at my, my nephew's I, christening. I felt unbelievable. But I, I, I didn't train every day for the last 155 days so that I could wear a suit with my nephew's christening it was just a really happy kind of thing that happened and i felt better you know i think if we if we abolished the scale in the beginning of a journey and we did somebody's blood work i mean a full panel you know workup of health and you know stress tests and ekgs and blood work and testosterone and estrogen and you yeah. know lipids and all this stuff and we gave that to him at a start point and we did one every 30 days and you use that as a reference point instead of a scale, I think things would be completely different. If, if it, that, would be, that would be taking the aesthetics out of it. Yeah. If, we, if, we, if we focused in on what your body's doing internally and the quality of life that you're adding in, um, I would agree. I, I, but unfortunately, I don't think it's possible. I, don't th I, think as, I, I think as humans and as people, I, I don't – sorry, I'm a little lost for words here. That's okay. Um, I don't know if you could abolish that 100%. I think it, I think that is a lofty idea. <laughs> I'm full of those. Lofty ideas? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but people, by nature, are greedy and we're vain. And this, I mean, that is, you know, the human psyche is geared towards these things naturally. So to say, let's just take the aesthetics out of it. Well, I'll just chop off both your arms. And I think it's almost near impossible. It would be nice. I think, I think it's a grand idea. Yeah, but I just want to reassert to you that I'm not saying that you, they, these people and me and you, as we progress further, won't absolutely get such a kick out of this happening. I'm saying no, that I, it shouldn't I, be at the first point of their goals. No, 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 no. Yeah, but telling somebody, I, I'm sorry, maybe I misunderstood you, just, just a hair there. Yes, I agree. We could get people not to worry about the aesthetics in the beginning. It would be ideal. Okay, I'll, ro I'll roll back. Maybe it shouldn't be the only motivation then. Correct. I think it should be on the bottom of the list, obviously. But it's it's so nice when it happens that you, you can fit into that suit, though. I can't tell you how amazing I felt yesterday. Oh, man. I remember the first time I I'm trying to think. I still got some fat boy clothes in there. But <laughs> yeah, at least I ever got down waist-wise was like a 33, and that was like my peak of my training. And oh, yeah. I remember I slid them on for the first time. I couldn't believe my everything fit. You know, yeah. there's nothing hanging, there was nothing hanging over and it was like, mm. but you know, if I would have achieved that the first 30 days of my, of my weight loss, I, you'd have been no appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, ta it takes a long time to develop that appreciation, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's painful. <laughs> we keep going back to the same point. Yeah. It, it is definitely a painful process. What are I don't think, I don't think it has to be as painful as think as me and you have gone through. I don't think that's a necessary evil. I think to a degree, there's levels of it. 
Um, but people like me and you who have some um, struggles emotionally, mm. that not everybody does what we do or feel like we feel, you know? Yeah. And so I don't think everybody's going to get to that level and depth of struggles. Yeah. So where was I going with this? Crap. Um, <laughs> it's, still, it's, still, it's still early here. Um, but I think we're definitely probably the extreme. Um, if we were to sit down and write a book together, you know, we probably, I don't think we'd miss much no. if we had to bring people of the awareness of the emotional and physical side of it. Right. So you, you, know? you heard it here first, listeners. There's going to be a book available in all good bookstores by the end of 2016. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so just to go back to your status, I just want to get your thoughts on gratitude and the importance of gratitude in relation to wellness. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Biggest thing, I, I learned gratitude... I hate to say from experience, but because that's not true, it was forced um, through lots of therapy and counseling that I've been in since my divorce. Mm. Um, my divorce counselor is actually my therapist privately. Um, kind of ironic how that worked out. Great woman. Um, Lori wrote their name, by the way. Um, countless hours and texts of, you know, write your, you know, be, be grateful, carry gratitude journal, 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 journal. And I was so mad. I used to want to put my head through walls. You know, what the fuck good does it do to me to write shit down? I know what I'm grateful for. Fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what I didn't realize was every time your pen, every time that your hand strokes a pen across paper, it makes a mental imprint into your brain. Mm. And every time that I wrote down, you know, I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for my daughter. I'm thankful for my life. And, and if it was just as simple as those three little things, and it was at moments, I must've wrote that down 50 times on certain days yeah. just to get me through the day. I'm, we're talking at my peak of my, difficult my downfall. Yeah. I call it. Yeah. Um, and what I realized is as I, as I kept journaling, I kept adding to it. Hmm. You know, and it wasn't so much these big things that started becoming, you know, I'm just thankful I was able to take my daughter to the park today. Yeah. It didn't matter if the rest of my day fell apart and if I had two shitty jobs and I had some girl shit on me or whatever. But, you know, it was back was I stopped focusing on the negative <laughs> and being grateful for the positive, you know, and it's amazing how that works. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's kind of, I think that. And this, I certainly believed back in the day when people used to say that to me, God, shit, that's too simplistic. What, what is this bullshit? You know, telling me to be positive, stop focusing on the negative. It wasn't also until I started doing it every day. It, it's consistent, it, just like training, it's consistent effort men mentally, daily efforts of being consciously aware of what you're grateful for. Yeah. And, it, and, it, it, and if you don't do it daily, it won't work. Just mm. like working out won't lose weight if you don't do it daily or sorry you can't I hate using the word weight i really yeah. do you won't, you won't um achieve those goals you know it's all daily consistent effort both physically and mentally and gratitude plays gratitude and perception perception we can talk about as well right um i think they go hand in hand well, well let's, let's talk about it go for it oh boy i don't even know where to go with it um well i think it's like Shifting, you know, I, it's kind of the same thing with gratitude. I think shifting, I'm not sure how I've done it or how I do it. It's, I think gratitude plays probably the largest hand in perception because that can take a that can take a day that's 
I don't know. I'll just I'll just throw off some generals here. You know, as I say, I have a bad work schedule. I got two old bad jobs and old houses, and I'm you know my love life isn't going real well, or whatever the case may be. You know, my days just falling apart. And you're driving down the road, and all you think about is what a shitty day I have. I'm so lonely. You know, my fat's hanging over my my belt while I'm driving. You know, things are rubbing. Miserable, 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 miserable. Well, a simple shift in perspective goes. You know what? I have two jobs. I'm able to make some money today. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun's out. I can see the fat hanging over my my, my skin. You know, so you literally just you, you take all these negatives and you find and it's, people are probably going to cringe when I say this, but you find the positive in it because <laughs> if you work hard enough, I promise you, there is something. Yeah, there is something there, and that consistent effort of shifting the perspective of the situation doesn't matter. I mean, I could shift the perceptions of this conversation around going, God, I'm fucking tired and I hate this. Why would he call me this early in the morning? You know, can we do this at a better time? And I'm not at my peak, you know, I can sit here and be beating myself up because I feel like I'm a mental turtle at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to finally be in front of you and to be able to do this. And, you know, if it comes across great, wonderful. I hope it does, but I'm not going to worry about it. So it's just a simple shift of perspective and that can be done and applied moment by moment by moment each day it's not it's not a it's not a fixed it's not a fixed emotional point you know i think what you have just illustrated in a very succinct way is one of the most powerful and important messages for people listening to this podcast and in the wider world in their search for a better happier weller life i cannot echo jason's point there enough i have been through it this week even you know it's as jason said it's not a fixed thing but if you can build your awareness of how you are viewing a certain situation it's like that old uh, adage you know a challenge is an opportunity for growth you know it's all about how you perceive a situation and it is a it is something that you do actively whether you think things are shit all the time or you're having a bad day you know you are doing that it's not something that's happening to you it's a decision that you're making maybe not consciously but you are making it so at the same time what i'm saying to people here is you can also become aware that you are making this decision and make another decision make the other decision (laughs) You know, and I, and I think that's where when people say happiness is a decision, mm-hmm. since we're talking about that, and I think that's where that comes in. Because the first time I heard that, I was like, "Screw off!" No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Your happiness is a thing. It's a feeling. You know, it's it's got to be present. Mm-hmm. It's always present. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have bad days and bad moments, and sometimes bad few days in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like but you. All, it sounds like you've stumbled upon your way of dealing with that, and that is by changing your perspective, changing your perception of what's happening. But you're actually doing that. It's not something that just happens to you. You decide no, to do it. It's it's it, it, it's it's emotional. It's a it's a mental. Um, it's it's just a mental choice. It's something that you have to do. It just won't happen for you. So how can people do that? And people might be listening to this podcast, going, "I tuned into you guys to figure out." What can I do? Give me tips. Stop telling us how amazing your lives are. <laughs> well, I think I'm good. I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to, to preach all this at all, but I mean, because I'm just, I, fig- I, I feel, I feel that I'm just finally dipping into the beginning of my balance. I'm nowhere, you know, you said this is the happiest I've ever been, but this is relatively short lived for me, probably over the past month or two. I'm really starting to, you know, come into my own finally. Yeah, but Jason, uh-huh. this whole this whole podcast, and you know from listening to other uh, podcasts, it's not people who are experts in life. It's not Tony Robbins. It's not people who are making a living off, you know. No. 
<laughs> it's people like you and me who have gone through certain things in life from different viewpoints giving the benefit of their experience so your thoughts on how you actually were able to do that perspective change are just as valuable as anybody else's regardless well, of the fact that it's been the last month i think for me and um I, I i'm big on soundboarding so i've always i've never been ashamed to seek the therapy or counseling when needed um i think a lot of people internalize things is why they don't grow because they just hold on to them and they can't see outside themselves. So getting a, getting a uh, outside party to view your emotional status is, is, is big. So one, reach for help. You know, uh, self-help books and, and Facebook memes and motivation pages aren't doing it for you. If you haven't reached the pinnacle of your life by Facebook, <laughs> Lord forbid, um, I, I highly recommend seeking out, um, you know, some sort of mental health practitioner. And it could be anything from a licensed pastoral counselor at your church mm. To an actual psychologist or psychiatrist or a friend who's well versed, um, Heather. Once again, you know she's almost. I would say she doesn't have a PhD, but her and my paid therapist are pretty much one and the same with every advice they give. You know that I've received from them over the past couple of years. That's wonderful. Um, but with the tools, and the reason I bring this up, I'm going somewhere with this, is that I've had I was been given homework over the past three years, everything from journaling mm. to countdown techniques and it's it's a collaboration of items to, to get to that mm. so it's just not you're not going to open a book and read it and go okay I, i'm, I'm going to be grateful by writing down five things a day and this is going to fix me um yeah, yeah. it might make you know, things better today though that's all that matters we all want to just be better today a little bit better oh and i mean there there have been moments where i only survived because i was i, I was able to take a xanax i mean yeah. So I don't want people to think I'm some, I'm some kind of, you know, this is, this, I'm just so emotionally awesome. I mean, it wasn't nothing but a year ago that I was laying in bed on Father's Day crying, you know, popping a Xanax in my mouth because I didn't know if I was going to live the day or not. Not, not, that I was, not that I wanted to kill myself, but I was literally so dead inside that I had nothing left. And that's and, when, but that's what I'm saying, Jay. You reached out to me that day, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And that was an amazing, it was an amazing interaction that we had together because, first of all, it was out of the blue. I'm like, what, Jason 2.0 has reached out to me? What's going on? Yeah, I, I'm not afraid to reach out, you know. Um, but that's what I'm saying is such important advice for the listeners. And I said in a previous uh, podcast, I seem to be saying it every week, community is king, okay? So you have to reach out. It, but it, do, it doesn't necessarily, if you can't afford it, guys, you don't have to go for to a paid therapist come on to our pages reach out to us have a conversation if you engage with somebody else who may be experienced in the struggles you are going through we can we will give you the 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 knowledge that we have gained through our experience for free you don't need to pay us for this absolutely and you know you got people like me and you and especially aaron god i love her aaron, you know aaron larvik push for depth oh. check her page out it's unbelievable which I, I wish I could fly her here and keep her in my closet, but I think she would like it too much. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna kill me when I, after I said that. But she is like, she is like my personal, yeah. You know, at one point, my personal pocket therapist, you know. And but she's unpaid, and she was a friend, and you know. Mm. But there are so many, not just her, but there are so many people like her in this world that will help reach out who actually have educated backgrounds to be able to give you sound, yeah. solid advice. Not Tony at the bar telling you, you know, just to suck it up and be a man and deal with it. You know, that's not the kind of advice you want in, this, in these situations. Yeah. Um, but yes, private, you know, if you, if you can't reach and afford private therapy, there are 
private groups that you can bond with and do very, very well with, you know, and, uh, don't be afraid to be honest about your struggles. Reach out to people who you know will understand. Me and Jason right here are two people who will understand. So if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Dan Kill Wellness Project on Facebook. You can send me an email to Project at gmail.com. You can hit Jason 2.0 up on Facebook as well. And uh, let's just share our experience and uh, raise... Someone said to me recently the, the, uh, the term a rising tide raises all boats and i just thought that that was a perfect uh, analogy for this wellness project because i'm talking to people and trying to help everyone everyone else's boat just raise that little bit higher you know yeah yeah no that, that's a really nice feeling you know and i i didn't i i never created my page as a way to uh, i didn't want to be an inspiration well that was never the point I always just said in the back of my mind, and I remember being trying to stay very humble with it. And I did for the most part, except for one little period where I got off my rocker. Um, <laughs> if I could just help one person, just yeah. one, hmm. you know, make a, make make a sustainable, yeah, sustainable lifestyle change, and you know, and add you know, ten or fifteen years to their life, that might that my journey would be that much sweeter. <clears throat> Pardon me. I couldn't, uh-huh. I couldn't agree with that more, and that was also my uh, intention with setting up my page. When I contacted Meg Brown from Fitbitch, and she chose me as a weight loss rebel, rebels ambassador, you know, firstly I wanted to be honest on it because I never had a page or anything like that. I wanted to make sure that I should, I wasn't going to share every little bad thing that was happening to me, of course not, but I wanted it to be balanced. Here we are back again into the gray area. I wanted it to be balanced in relation to what I was sharing, you know sharing my successes but also sharing my struggles um but i gotta say man i have been able to keep going because of the people who are on my page who have inspired me absolutely i got well i got guys like you and i mean there's countless i, I don't know where you're at follower wise you know i have my i call my ogs you know my original gangsters there's people <laughs> that have been there probably there's about three or four hundred of them that have been there for me from the inception of the page yeah. and they're the ones that constantly like and post and motivate and, you know, and DM yeah. me and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I've seen people come and I've seen people go, but there's a few people that, that stick around like you, mm. um, who keep me, you know, I, I, I source out my own motivation on days that I'm, I'll wake up and it's, you know, it's a crap day. I don't feel like working out. And I see you post something all freaking motivation. I'm like, fuck him. Now I gotta do something, <laughs> you know, because Lord forbid if I let Dan you know, outdo me today you know and then other days i'm like i screw him let him have it i'm just going to work <laughs> but yeah i mean but keeping yourself surrounded by like-minded individuals is, is very 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 important yeah um and i mean interacting not just not just i not just looking up motivational quotes i mean actual yeah. sustainable sustainable substantial yeah material you know yeah that 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 is key and um but yes i'm willing always to talk to somebody either private message and I, I've given out my phone number more times than yeah. I, I care to remember and sat down and help people with meal plans, even though I'm not certified. But the basics, not yeah. anything in great detail, just getting people in the right way. And if somebody yeah. needs that motivation factor to start or wants to pick my brain, um, you know, the emotional stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm open. So we've come to the question, Jake, that I ask every guest. And you are going to be the ninth this will be the ninth episode of the Dan Kell Wellness Project podcast. And it is, what does wellness mean to you? To you, it's a subjective thing. I'm constantly talking about how subjective wellness is. What does it mean to you, the term wellness? 
you know, I, I think we've, I think we've, for me, and I think it's been obvious through, through this conversation today, um, you know, for me, wellness now, um, ask me a year ago, you probably would have got a different, different answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but now wellness is really, it's about this balance, you know, that I, that, that I've been seeking and being able to not just physically be able to enjoy myself, but I want to be able to live quality of life. That's the best, best, best way to explain it. I'll, I'll make it short. I want to be able to be 70 and be here for my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be healthy. I don't want to be riddled. I want to be well, you know, I want to be okay. So if I, if I can enjoy if I, if I can enjoy the vanity aspect of it a little bit in my, in my forties and going into my fifties, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I, I want to strike why the iron's hot, but wellness, I think is all about balance, both men, men, mentally and physically. Yeah. And making that, substi- making that substantial and sustainable, yeah. you know, for the rest of my life. I think that's what wellness is to me. It's not just the body anymore, mm. you know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I love that. Wellness, yeah. is, wellness is living in the gray. <laughs> it is. It's living in that gray and enjoying the moment. I want to wake up every day and go, you know, and make the most of it. And I think that's wellness for me, you know. Mm. Is, that, is that too simple? No, that's amazing, man. It's, it's, it, there is no to anything. This is your subjective idea of well, wellness, this, and I this, love it. This is new to me, so yeah. Sometimes I, you know, a lot of these thoughts I've had in my head, and I've never said them out loud. So I don't know, if, you know, I, I say something, it's like that. Does that make sense? But oh. yeah, wellness for me is to be able to live, you know, a healthy daily life, both mentally and physically. I want to be able to get up and run with my daughter for as many years as I possibly can. I want to be able to date and love and work and I, you know, I want to live a fruitful life and without wellness yeah. in both areas of both it's pretty simple mental and the physical you can't have that I, uh, I interviewed Margaret Scott a couple of weeks ago she's an Irish twice published Irish author and because um, you know I'm trying to talk to people from lots of different disciplines not necessarily fat loss or you know um, kind of nutritional background I want it to be from a creative perspective as well so we had a wonderful conversation a couple of weeks ago and she was episode six of uh sorry episode seven of the danke wellness project podcast and i just loved her one where she said wellness is knowing that when you are in a bad space that this too shall pass i loved that i've 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 clutched i've clutched that phrase so many times Hmm. and it's necessary you know but yes and it's, it's, she said it's knowing it. It's not saying it. It's knowing it. It is. Mm. It, that's that. Well, there, there's your, there's your perspective shift once again. It's <laughs> so, everything is. It's so complicated yet it's so simple. When yeah. you, when you start, you, when you finally get to a, a better place, because everything is tied hand in hand. You can't have, you can't have something without the other. You can't yeah. have a good without the bad. You, it's really all about this massive gray area that we live in on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that at the beginning of this podcast. And uh, and that's truly where it all lies. It's where yeah. wellness lies, where happiness lies. It's where tragedy lies. Yeah, you know, it, it all lies in this big gray area that we just that we that we muddle through on a daily basis. And being able, well, back to my that post that you quoted me on. Yeah, it, it's it's exactly that. It's probably one of the most profound things I've ever typed. Those forty-seven words, whatever they were. <laughs> it's really accepting things for what they are, enjoying the moment, being appreciative that you have breath in your lungs, and that, that you're you know, still here. You're still fucking here, so what are you complaining about? <laughs> I mean, I've been there so many times going, life fucking sucks, and I didn't realize that I have life, and there are people every day who, 
this is sounds so cliche, but they're gone. They're dying. They're on their last breath. They're kissing their daughter, their sons, their wives, their husbands for the last time. Yeah. You know, they're they're. What I mean, me, I, I'm very much a realist. I'm not a pessimist or an optimist. I'm very much a realist. Yeah. Me and you could end this conversation today. I could walk out my front door and get hit by a bus. Yeah. And if I if I chose to wake up this morning and be a miserable motherfucker, yeah. And I got hit by that bus, my last thoughts would be, shit. You know, I, I don't want to go out in this world one way or another on a bad note. So yeah. if I'm consistently making positive uh, decisions. efforts, decisions, yeah, and affirmations and all this great stuff, hmm. that it, I, I don't want to have any regrets when my time comes. Maybe that's what the wellness is for me. Yeah, and it you know even through these whatever it is eight nine episodes that I've done of the podcast, my my own definition of wellness has developed so much because I've talked to so many people. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm sure if we talk a year from now, my definition of wellness would probably change again. You yeah. know, and that's the thing, it's the same thing about talking about changing the motivation factors for, for staying in shape. You know, picking something different. Um, mm. I, I life growth, man. Growth, 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 growth. Mm. You know, that that's something that I've done is grow. And without yeah. growth, you, you can't have a journey. You, I hate change. My mom hates change. I don't like moving. I don't like eating different things. But not just that stuff, but I don't like change in general. But wellness and happiness and all this stuff is you got to change in order to achieve any of it. Right. And, so you say you don't. And, and constantly change. It changes daily, yeah. monthly, yearly. But you, you said know. you just you just said you hate change. Have you become comfortable with it over the years? Like, are you in a place now where you see change and you go, "Ugh," but then you realize, okay, there there's an opportunity here. Exactly where I'm at. You know, yeah, I still find it like I still find it like a six year old boy. I claw on the walls. No, 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 no. I don't want to do it. And then I start doing I'm like, okay, okay, this is better. This is okay. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> and then and then you come out the other side and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's some things, obviously, that can't be changed in this world with my daughter and things like that. But no, emotionally, yes, I'm always up for change and growth and new ideas and keeping myself open. Mm. Well, what, do you, what advice do you have for single fathers out there who are uh, trying to raise a daughter? Hmm. What kind of fathers are we talking about? You know, uh, unfortunately... It's the people in the same situation as yourself, I guess. I know. It's like, it's, it's like anything else. I... Parenting to me has, has been very odd because I never wanted children because of my background uh, and my history with abuse and violence, and I didn't want to be a father because my father was a shithead. Okay. And um, yeah, I woke up at I think I was 29. I was married at the time, and I'm not even sure if this is going to sound so horrible, but I, I didn't really care for my wife at that moment. But I wanted a baby, and I was like, I want a child. You know, she was wanted, and from that point forward, you know, uh, it was just something different to me. The moment she was born. My life changed forever, and there was no textbook that taught me how to feel that way or how to raise. It just occurred. Um, people compliment me. You know, everywhere, I mean, everywhere I go, you're such a great father. You're so good with her. And I kind of look at them with, with, like this. I just I, I don't get it because, unfortunately, I guess there are so many bad fathers out there mm. that, the, that the good ones get recognized, and I wish that could change. Mm. Um, but for, you- the, for, the loving, for the loving fathers out there, who are in a similar situation, who are either full-time fathers or 50-50 or, you know, they have kids with exceptional needs. You just keep your nose that, you know, you wake up and you kiss your kids and you love them and you play with them and you do the best you can. You make your mistakes and Hmm. there's just, there's, I don't think parenting is hard, man. It's very enjoyable for me. I have all the things in life. Parenting has been the easiest thing ever. And I know, 
and a lot of people struggle with it. I just never have. My daughter is amazing. She's the easiest kid to raise, and she has brought me so much joy and love mm-hmm. and taught me patience and kindness and compassion and any little bit of judgmental, you know, judgmentality that I had in me. Yeah. Um, with her special needs went right out of the window. Yeah. Um, she's, she is, she is molded me into something I never thought I would be. That's, um, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Just love your kids. You, and every day, once again, got gratitude. I am grateful for every moment that I get to spend with her. Yeah. They're only, they're only nine for so long. They're only six months for so long. They're only 12 for so long. Yeah. One day it's all going to end. And not that you need to focus on that end point, but you need to focus on the now. On that, yeah. No, we're we're kind, we're kind of talking about the exact same thing for the last fifty six minutes, you know. Yeah. But in but such a beautiful, different in a, lots of different strands of life. It is, and I, it, it sounds so simplistic. Everybody's gonna go, really? We just talked about an hour about balance, but that's where it all lies at. And it sounds so simple, but so difficult to achieve in some ways. Mm. Um, but, but I think once you get here, where you're at. Um, and where I'm dipping into, I think this is where clarity comes into play. Yeah, uh, I couldn't have given you this interview a year ago and talked about any of this going. I I wouldn't have had, I couldn't have been um, sympathetic or, you know, and I, I couldn't have felt it because I didn't experience. It. I might I might have tried to understand it, hmm. uh, but now I, I get it. You know, I felt it and I'm and I'm living it in the moment. So yeah, we have all these people that are going to be listening to your podcast and they're all going to be going. I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to be balanced. I don't know what gratitude feels like. And they're probably going to feel very overwhelmed and sad. And uh, if it was me, it probably would push me. In one way, it would make me going, okay, there's a better place. But then, you know, it's part of my self-defeating behavior hmm. that I'm notorious for would go, I'm not worthy of that. You know, obviously, I don't, you know, I don't need to have it because I, I don't know what it feels like. So screw it. You know? Okay, well, that, that's an important point that you bring up because if people have made it to whatever it is, minutes uh, 57 of this episode, and they are feeling that, what are the tips that we're going to give them before we finish to just take that first step to dip their toes into, you know, getting that balance? What can we say to them? What do you think? You know, first and foremost, every day when you open your eyes, and this is this sounds so simple yet again, but it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, how big you are, how small you are, gender, race, makes no difference. You are worthy. I mean, you are worthy of a good life. You might not, you know, you might not feel it at that moment, but you are so fucking worthy. Mm. Um, you, you know, you are worthy of happiness. Even if you had never achieved every goal that you had set for your mind that you disappoint yourself in every day, but you are worthy of happiness. You know, whether you're 400 pounds, you deserve to be able to go to the beach and have a good time and enjoy the moment. You are worthy. There's so, nothing that's powerful than that. So what are we telling people to do to actually achieve that belief for themselves? I think, I think it goes back to that daily practice, that daily gratitude. Exactly. It goes right back to that again. Without, without gratitude, you have nothing. It, it stops and starts there. Hmm. If you can't be grateful, you don't deserve it. And I know that sounds really cold, um, but until you're grateful for it, you, you won't be able to appreciate it. Right. Um, if you're not recognizing these things, how, how could you enjoy it? It's impossible. Yeah. It's like people who win the lottery who come into $6 million and they blow it and they're broke in six months. It's because they, never, they were never grateful for that money. If they had earned that $6 million with their blood, their sweat, their tears, and the emotional struggles, that $6 million is something completely different than the $6 million from the lottery. Yeah. So having that gratitude, 
you know, waking up in the morning and going, I'm thankful for my bed. You know, I'm thankful for my kid. And sometimes it's really, I want to scream this so, so bad. It is that and simple. Mm. You just wake up and you go, I'm thankful for my fucking toothbrush. I'm thankful for the two feet that I'm standing on. I'm thankful that I, I'm able to go out and actually work today, even if it's just a half day. Yeah. Every day, you, you, you recognize, you just stay thankful constantly throughout the day, each and every day, and eventually it becomes second nature. But it takes consistent effort daily to get to that point yeah. where you just wake up and you naturally start feeling thankful. And then when bad things happen, anxiety, other moments, life, life struggles come into play, it's a lot easier to get back to that point, you know, okay. to go stop going, you know what, yeah, this is horrible, but I'm thankful for this. Yeah, I agree. And with that's, that. kind of, that's where I'm at at this point, where I'm a little more naturally grateful on a daily basis, but there are times where I have to stop myself, breathe, hmm. you know, write, a, write a list, a gratitude list of things that I'm thankful for. I don't have to do it so much anymore, but there are moments. Hmm. Um, and then you just get, and you get back, and you get, yeah. and you get back to life again. So you guys who are listening to this and we're coming to the end of this episode, but I really want you to know and Jason wants you to know that we are here for you. If you would like to come onto our page, the Dankiel Wellness Project or Jason 2.0, just reach out to us and say, can I put my gratitude list here every day? That's available to you. Please get in touch because we believe in you so much. We believe in you so much because it took us such a long time to believe in ourselves. And I cannot say that with enough passion because it's something that is coming straight from my heart right now. And if I don't stop talking right now, I'm going to get a bit emotional. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll leave people with this. Um, if I have to give one piece of advice with, with everything, and we just kind of, we touch, we've been touching on it back and forth, is, you know, don't give up on yourself. Um, these daily efforts will pay off one way or another. And you may go through periods of, I might cry. It's okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you might go through periods of, you know, months or maybe even years of lows of, of stagnant stalemate plateaus. But if you, I, but I so promise that if you push through and you hold on, you don't give up. Eventually it happens, hmm. you know? Um, and we're here for just, you guys. Just don't give up on yourself. Physically and emotionally, you just push through. Push, 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 push. As our friend Aaron Larovic uh, has Absolutely. succinctly said for so long right now. Yeah. Okay, Jay, we've reached the end of our episode. Um, I just, I'm so, gr I'm so grateful <laughs> right now that you uh, gave me an hour of your time to discuss wellness on the Dankiel Wellness Project podcast and um, I'm really pleased that we've met face to face for the first time after years of interacting and I'm so proud of you you are also worthy of everything that is happening to you right now because you've worked so hard so believe me when I say that and thank you for your time thank you brother I love you man love you too bro talk to you soon all right have a good day sir you too bye bye, -bye.